Good evening, Dr. Gonzo, here on Planet X on Community Radio 3CR. I'm stoked to present a great new album from one of Melbourne's finest musicians, Stu Thomas, with his band, The Stu Thomas Paradox. The album, entitled Counting to Infinity, is available on Stu's Bandcamp page through Melbourne label Off The Hip. We've time to hear nine songs out of the ten tracks on the album, and I asked Stu if he'd like to record his own intros to the songs. Originally from Canberra, Stu's been playing and recording music for over four decades now with some of Australia's more interesting musicians, including Dave Graney, Penny Eichinger, Kim Salmon, Spence B. Jones, Julitha Ryan, Mick Harvey, Zonk Rickinson, among others. I'll let Stu take over and tell you about the new album, Counting to Infinity, by the Stu Thomas Paradox. Yeah, Counting to Infinity, it's the new album from my band, The Stu Thomas Paradox. I could consider it a snapshot of, of what we do live. In fact, it was recorded very much live in two sessions in Sound Park Studios. Both sessions were a couple of hours long. So we banged them down and everyone had to run off to other musical duties they had on. I've got a band full of very um, musical people who are, who are busy as well. So we did that very quickly and I added stuff to it at home and finished it off. What you've got there is half original songs by me and half covers that we like to do and the covers are from movies. We, we have a sort of policy of just doing movie songs as covers and uh, so I think we've captured it all pretty well. It's, it sounds amazing to me. I'm pretty happy with this album. Uh, it's been a long time coming. That's uh, probably why it's called Counting to Infinity. I always say that's how long it's taken. What is Counting to Infinity? Well, it's really an impossible task, isn't it? But it does mean you shouldn't reach for it. A little bit like a career in music. It doesn't mean you shouldn't reach for the impossible and strive for it anyway. But I don't want to get too metaphysical about it. It's a pretty decent rockin' album. Actually, it sort of veers from rock to what I like to call rock noir. And like I said, I'm pretty happy with it and the band's very good on this. So hopefully a lot of people get to hear it. Okay, this is about Ticket, the song that I wrote. It's actually called Ticket to the Real World, but I thought it was too wordy. I don't like long-winded titles, so I ended up calling it Ticket. It was written quite a while ago in the 90s. I was single then, and I used to stay up late and hang out with mates. And I don't think I had a car at that time, so I used to walk around with my little shitbox guitar and walk from Clifton Hill to Richmond where I lived or from Richmond to Collingwood when I moved there. Anyway, I had this guitar with me and uh, I'd walk home in the wee hours and just play and make songs up and by the time I got home I, I had a complete song and this was, this was one of them, this one, this one fell out. By the time I started my walk 
and got home it was finished and I quickly jotted it down I think I put it on four track immediately so I wouldn't forget it and I was quite happy with this very poppy sort of song I tried it with a few bands over the years I used to play it sporadically by myself or with different people kind of reinvented it for the Stu Thomas Paradox you know we sort of hot wired it and made it a fuzzed out little beauty when Phil got hold of it he gave it a real Motown feel it's just like unstoppable so and then we got Billy Miller doing this fantastic Ebo lead breaks that answer the main vocal and I think that's really made it something really special <laughs> because we played it so often by the time we recorded it it was like ready to come to fruition and blossom and I think what you hear on the album is a really good version of that and really good representation of what the band's like I was quite happy with the lyrics of that as well because I mean they're sort of sarky and they about, I don't know, the nature of reality, that's what Ticket to the Real World is, but um, another friend said, oh, that's a song about addiction. Sounds like they're projecting it's whatever you want it to be, really. I quite like it because it rhymes, and it's sort of, you can't quite put your finger on what it's about.
also the girl on death row, that's Lee Hazelwood. It's actually credited to Dwayne Eddy and his orchestra, and in brackets, vocal by Lee Hazelwood. It's a single on Jamie Records in 1960. This is probably before Lee was a bona fide solo artist in his own right. He was still a producer and Sven Gali in the background and songwriter. The song comes from a movie called Why Must I Die? Now, it's 1960 and I haven't seen the whole thing, but it's one of those films where, you know, it's a party girl and she gets in with the wrong people and they frame her and set her up for something or another. But she looks like the sort that would get into that kind of trouble and she ends up in jail. So anyway, the song is like a potted storyline of that film. It's the girl on death row and the last verse intimates that she wasn't guilty and it was too late. So, you know, that's probably what storyline is. I haven't really watched the whole thing. But, you know, it fitted in with the Stu Thomas paradox policy of only doing covers from cool and obscure movies. And it certainly does fit in because, as you know, and other people may know, I'm a bit of a Lee Hazelwood nut and have done a lot of his music over time. And the band just does a really cool version. We change the feel somewhat to make it more sort of rolling I think is the best way to describe it. We uh, kept the chords but gave it a different feel. I've, I've got baritone guitar in there and the baritone actually does the string parts that were on the original record. Seeing as we couldn't afford an orchestra or even want an orchestra I thought we'd give it our paradox stamp with the baritone. I first became aware of girl on death row and when I was listening to uh, one of our Melbourne stations I think it was Triple R I could be wrong it could have been PBS and there was a special on Lee Hazelwood in about 1990 whatever and I taped a lot of it and whoever did that show really knew his stuff and he dug really deep and he must have had a bit of a serious rare collection of Lee stuff singles and all I mean a lot of this stuff's been reissued now so it's not as rare to find the songs and they've been remastered and in those days you had to be a real aficionado and search this stuff out and and trade with other music maniacs you know (laughs) it was real underground stuff anyway it was my pleasure to have heard these whole bunch of songs and the girl on death row was on there and I was just blown away by it it's stuck with me ever since I've been doing it for years I, I think my band's done it since the first gig we played which was in 2005 so I thought we'd better get it down Her eyes were once so full of dreams Her young heart 
with lover's schemes Now every second she must borrow They take her life Says no, the girl on death row. Now someone holds her trembling hand. Another says, please understand. Goddess of Love. Now this is a song written by a mate of mine called Nick Needles and as I said I played with him in another band called Freak Power and then we had another band called Doghouse. We did a lot of different stuff together and we were writing songs like mad. It was a very inspiring time for both of us. Yeah so we got the drummer from Green and we called this other band Bad Machine and we had a heavy kind of a Stooges-y thing going on but we thought we did anyway, maybe it's some more Saints thing. Heavy rock, guitar-y stuff, rather than Tom Waits sounding things. <laughs> Goddess of Love was one of the songs we used to do. We never recorded it except on four track. Many years later I dug out this four track and I thought, well, no one's done it. Should have a go. Yeah, Nick, he lives in the south of France now and goes by his given name Cornelius Delaney and he, uh, is an artist, a, a visual artist, a painter. And he's also got a band and he calls himself Darky Valletta. Uh, he was more than happy to let me have a go at the song. He'd forgotten about it, I reckon. 
and I think now he wants his band to start doing it. This is one of the, you know, more poppin' songs on the album, I reckon. Lots of people think it's a single, and so do I, but then I think every song on the album is a single. <laughs> Covers from films. The theme that, that we have adopted is Mama's Boy, the song from the 80s film Johnny Swade. So it appears in the film twice. Both Nick Cave and Brad Pitt have a crack at it, but to be quite honest, what both of them do is a mini version of it in quite different ways. What I did in a third very different way was finished the song I added a verse and and well it's extended really and made more into an actual song that a band could play and called it Mama's Boy Return because now the storyline as it is with my second verse is uh, 
slightly different to uh, what it started out as in the film. I saw this film uh, when it first came out in, you know, it was a real art house. I used to like that sort of thing when I was in my teens. And I didn't notice the song, to be honest, then, but when I saw it on video many years later, it really struck me. And I uh, thought, huh, here we go. There's, there's an obscure song I can latch onto. And well, it just took me and I thought we could do something with this. Yeah, I really like the way our band does this. Uh, the harmonies were really good. And I know the guitar part that sort of came out of nowhere is sort of built up in this version. And I think it really works well. It's an amazing recording because Edge from Sound Park did an incredible job to capture everything. I was born in a motel room My daddy lost his job Just after one he pulled a gun And blew the brains out of some poor slob Cops pulled him in in San Antonio Threw him in the county jail and there he sat on a murder rat At the time I was starting to well That's a tale my mama told Soon as I could understand Hard as I tried, I couldn't take no pride In a daddy that killed a man they call me Mama, Mama, Mama's boy But I don't care I've been a Mama, Mama, Mama's boy Since my daddy got electric chair Well, I returned to that motel room Where Daddy fucked his life Knife lay in a deco drawer Where I get in by the mind To my shame, I start a flame Watch that creep it blow Now I sit in a psycho ward in the south of Mexico That's the tale I've gotta tell Hope you understand Hard as I try You don't take no pride In a daddy that killed a man They call me mama, mama, mama's boy But I don't care Electric chair They call me mama
쉽지 Track five we're up to is called The New Grind and it used to be a song called Grinding Teeth but um kind of rewrote it. I remember the first version of it I did with a couple of mates, Delaney Davidson who's big in New Zealand at the moment and well Nick Needles again funnily enough and we were fooling around on it on four track. And we played banjo on it and trumpet. But we did this thing. <laughs> we used to have this telephone line that was... I had the telephone in my room and one downstairs for the house. And I thought it'd be a very good thing to do to play the trumpet through there and record it. So we've got this sort of telephone distorted trumpet on there and banjo. And I think Delaney was playing the banjo as a drum as well so everything about it was you know effed up anyway what the paradox have done with it is sort of slapped it around the gills and given it like a, a beatnik gang's beaten it up and 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 slapped it around and we've given it a beat poet noir feel you know like punk jazz <laughs> and that really comes to the fore because we've got simon grounds playing baritone sax on it and he was kind enough to I've done that. He's known, well, apart from everything else he's done, as the front man from Shower Scene from Psycho. He really added a lot to it, and he had a lot going for it anyway. I don't know if you've ever seen that film called Touch of Evil. It's an Orson Welles film, and this sort of lesbian beatnik gang get Janet Lee in this hotel and shit her up full of God knows what and um, slap around and I think this is the kind of music that would have been playing in the background <laughs> during that that scene that's that's my take on it that's where it sort of ended up rather than its original Kurt Vile sort of feel it's more uh, I mean it's hot hot sounding and and like edgy and I think yeah the band played amazing on this it's one take we didn't do another take because we didn't have time. Actually, the whole album was recorded in two two-hour sessions, right? So everyone had to bugger off to do something else real quick. So we got them down live, and it was just like playing a live gig, really. It was captured. And I think this one really has a good vibe to it. Yeah, it's really exciting.
Satan, but um, it's called Satan, bracket, theme, close bracket. This song I first heard on a compilation called Angel Dust. Steve Albini had put this together, and he was like the go-to producer of 
some time or another. It was um, a compilation of biker movies soundtracks and it was um, astounding. I loved that stuff because uh, it was just fuzzy and, and rough and bluesy and just sort of nasty sounding. The people who featured most on it were Davy Allen and the Arrows. But the song I chose to do and really liked off it because it was super cheesy. <laughs> it's the theme for a movie called Satan's Sadists, which I've seen. And it's an awful movie. It has a guy called Tab Hunter in it. But this is certainly a B movie or a C movie, to be quite honest, or a B minus movie, let's say that. But, you know, the best thing about it is really that opening uh, theme. And uh, anyway, it's from this compilation and it sort of stuck with me. And, and when I actually saw the film, I didn't like it too much. It's pretty violent and sexist and all that. But I didn't realise this and I got a copy of it and I used to get that projected when we played at Pure Pop Records, <laughs> which is now defunct. They used to play films when people played. <laughs> and I gave them that DVD to show. And I mean, I've seen photos of us and it looks great, but my wife, she says that it was pretty awful to watch. But I mean, I'm only interested in the music of it, okay? not the politics or anything to do with that. My view about doing covers is always to do interesting films. I don't know how many people are doing this one around the world, but I doubt there's many. But it, it's a real charmer, a real gem. I like it.
calling me a Satan Build My Head. Well, that's another song I wrote. I had it for um, quite a while before I'd finished it. It started in the 90s and I had the last bits and pieces of it in the uh, 2010s. So it's been going for a while and I think it's one of my more interesting lyrics. I quite like it. It's lyrically driven. The chords don't interfere. They're quite minimal. It's got a good feel. I mean, Phil came up with a fantastic drum beat for this. Phil Collins, the drummer, in our band. And I think it's a really good vibe and a lot of people really like this song and they take that away from our gig and remember it. That's what I've been told anyway. But I really enjoy playing it and we all do. And, you know, sometimes simplicity is the best. But it's not simple in its lyrical content. I think there's a lot there. It sort of swerves between quite surrealistic reminiscing of the past. Yeah, I think it gets interesting in that way. Just pop, can 
rebuild my head, 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 rebuild mine. I got a good in mop in the form of a spinning top. I got a destiny and it looks like the best for me. Rebuild my head, 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 rebuild mine. I got a pretty mind in the form of a spinning top. Johnny Guitar is a song I've been doing for a long time, just solo. Then I introduced it to my band, and then we've been doing so many versions of it over the years that I thought it'd be good to get it down finally. It's a Peggy Lee song, and she actually wrote the lyrics, I believe, and someone else wrote the music, Don Black. Yeah, Johnny Guitar is one of those songs that everyone sort of did for a while, like in the 60s. And beyond, there's like so many versions of them and it felt like it was almost a standard and it was one of those things you had to do, but no one's done it for a long, long time. And um, our version's a little bit epic. It's funny, this song hangs together in, in any form. I like doing it on the baritone guitar when I'm solo. Johnny Guitar, it's a theme for this movie of the same name and... It stars Joan Crawford, and uh, I'm sure it's appalling. I mean, I'm not sure, actually, because I haven't seen it, but I do like the song, and I heard the song, and I latched onto it. <laughs> I really enjoyed singing it, and I like the chords and the feel of it. Well, it kind of suits our band. We're doing a sort of low-down vibe, which we like to call rock noir devilry. And I think that fits very well into that. We finally got this down. We like it. Play the guitar. Play it again, Johnny. You can be cold. 
the last track is a song I wrote in about 1993 it's actually a four track from 1993 
what you've got there is one-off takes. It's just vocals and drum machine. The drum machine has a phaser on it, so it's sort of a little otherworldly, but it's rocking as well. What you've got is another lyrically driven song, and I found things to do with it, even, even though there was only like two sounds to it. I think you can do quite a bit with things. The backing vocals sort of enter into it, and I think they're pretty important, and it gives it a bit of movement right through it, so... I'm quite happy with the lyrics on that one too. Yeah, the song itself's about a number of relationships I had over time. (laughs) That's my, not summation, but reaction to them, or how I felt anyway at the time. I think there's some interesting lyrics there. I'm quite happy with the way they pan out. I think they're meaningful. You wouldn't think that a song could be made from just drum machine and vocals, but I think Maybe I was pushing the boundaries a little bit then. The vibe of that song informs the vibe of the whole thing, and that was the first thing to have been put down. So, you know, quite happy with it all, really. The whole album, I think it's great. I'm just lucky to have this band who can interpret everything that I want to do and do it so well, and, you know, it's Billy Miller. How lucky am I to have him in my band? His son, Eduardo Miller, he does stuff of his own. He plays bass in my man, but he's a guitarist and great songwriter. And then you've got Phil Collins. I mean, he's done so much stuff. He's a jazz genius and he's done every style of music, really. And he runs Crack Bell Records, which is a avant-garde jazz label. So we've got quite a few influences in the band. And I think it's always a good thing to bring in outside influences and because I've always been interested in all kinds of music. We're going to be doing a lot of different things all the time. So we need to uh, bring in a lot of ideas, you know. That's, that's only a good thing. It's going to keep us going for a long time. We're up and racing. Watercolor danced into my life Beginning one alone there with a phone A special guest appearance every blue moon or so The dial turn it turns into a drone With promises she never should have made Party, party, brief, but yet intense All the signs were there For a time bomb type affair Hard to see the truth now for the nonsense I saw the child in her I saw the woman I saw the tragedy I saw the shaming I saw the fantasy I saw the virgin I saw a mother figure Slowly emerging This work of armor made from many molds Watch your step cause many minds are laid 
circulating through your very veins So mind your head is likely to explode, yeah I saw the child in her, I saw the woman I saw the teacher figure, I saw the shaman I saw the fantasy, I saw the virgin I saw a mother figure slowly emerging I saw things you can't conceive I believe she'll never leave I saw revelations At each and every station This watercolor danced into my life Beginning one long affair with a phone A special guest appearance every blue moon or so But now, now, now I am alone With promises she never should have made The party, party brief but yet intense All the signs were there For a time bomb type affair Hard to see the truth now For the nonsense Yeah I saw the fantasy I saw the danger I saw reality I saw the stranger I saw a work of art I saw the price I saw a flaming heart Buried in the ice Yeah I saw the recipe I saw the poison I saw the tragedy I saw distortion I saw the accident I saw the gift child in her, I saw the woman, I saw the teacher figure, I saw the shaman, I saw the fantasy, I saw the virgin, I saw the mother figure slowly emerging. This work of armor made from many molds. Watch your step, cause many minds are laid She's circulating through your very veins So mind your head, it's likely to explode I saw things you can't conceive And I believe she'll never leave I saw revelations At each and every station I saw revelations I saw revelations I saw revelations I saw revelations I saw 
Thanks for joining me, Dr. Gonzo, on Planet X here on Community Radio 3CR. And I hope you enjoyed listening to nine tracks from the new album by The Stu Thomas Paradox, introduced by Stu Thomas. And I recommend checking out the the album Counting to Infinity on Bandcamp. Planet X is back again on Thursday night at 11.30. Keep listening to 3CR. Bye for now.